0: Welcome to this week's Yellow Army podcast, another podcast with a bit of a difference. As you may have noticed over the last couple of weeks, we've all had that hurry up email at work, haven't we, that says make sure you use your days owing before a certain date, otherwise they're gone forever. So um, Richard's been off a couple of weeks, I'm off this week. So here's one we made earlier, as they used to say on a well-known TV programme. It was an absolute joy to have a chat the other day with Matt Hockley, one of the Torquay United greats from, you know, he played in a lot of very, very good sides, played in some real headline making Torquay United matches, played a lot of games for Torquay. And as you'll know, if you listen to the podcast regularly, he's one of our favourites here on the pod. So a great pleasure to chat to Matt. And this is uh, it's a Matt Hockley special this week. Let's hear, see her, hear how that went. Matt Hockley, welcome to the Yellow Army podcast, mate. How are you? Yeah,
1: thanks for having me. I'm good, thank
0: you. I can't believe we've been doing this podcast for over seven years and this is the first time we've had you on. I'm really sorry it's taken us so long. It's
1: all right. I went into hibernation for a while.
0: <laughs> but you're out now. That's a good thing. You're out, yeah, out, yeah, that is a good thing. The reason, actually, the reason we got in touch with you and, and the thing that put us in touch with you, of course, is that you're playing for Cameroons now. You're playing uh, in my old, my old six-a-side team.
1: Yeah, it's good. It's good fun. It's uh, nice to get back out on the pitch and just uh, just enjoy the football, really. I,
0: I say my old team. I think I only played for them about three times, but that's enough. It, what league are you playing in now? Um,
1: I, I haven't got a clue. I just literally <laughs> get told to turn up and then play, and then come home.
0: That's that's the best way to do it, really. It's it's <laughs> yeah. you've, you've got Steve Tully in that team as well now, haven't you? Yeah, Tully
1: plays um, obviously when he can sit around his work and that, but yeah. Um, not
0: a bad little setup when we uh, get our full team. Um, Struggle to get seven aside at the moment, but so you, everything is going
1: on, but it's, uh, we're getting
0: there. You know where I am, mate. You've got my phone number now. You know. Yeah, I'll add you to
1: the WhatsApp
0: group. Have boots, will travel.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Matt. We. I mean, you played two hundred and sixty odd games for Torquay back in the day. Um, we, we'll talk a little bit about your time at Playmore, if, if that's okay. You, I mean, yeah, you, you scored 10 goals in that time, including, if I remember rightly, an absolute cracker against Halifax, which still comes up in the podcast now and then. Do you, you remember all those goals? Yeah, obviously there was only a handful of them, <laughs> but
1: I remember all. Um, the one that sticks to mind is uh, the one you we got promoted against Lincoln. Yeah. At home. Um yeah, I just see it was right in front of the family stand, and I think it was like 90 plus one minute or something. And uh, yeah, I just see all my family running down steps to <laughs> the family. View and I've got a great picture um,
0: in my scrapbook of it all. So yeah. yeah, fond memories. Good, uh, well, saying that, you you look back on your time at Torquay with fond memories. It, 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 uh, you, we'll talk in a minute about because you experienced some massive highs and massive lows there, but generally it was it's a good memory, is it?
1: Oh, yeah, fantastic. Like, any, any child um, starting out football, mm-hmm. um, if they said that you know, you've gone on to play for your local club for so long, so many games, they'll bit your hands off. And I, I just enjoyed every moment. I tried as hard as I could, and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed my time there.
0: Because um, you're a local lad, aren't you? You're you're a painting lad, Matt, aren't, aren't you?
1: Yeah. So I, I was um, grew up in Malden, stayed through fr- fr- Malden, really. Yeah. Um, still local now.
0: And you made your your debut for Torquay November two thousand, wasn't it? So, um, you, I, I, we, I reckon you were there under ten managers. I was just looking at the list, and you know th- things came and went a bit during that time. But you were there. I reckon you had Wes Saunders first of all. Uh, when,
1: yeah, yeah. Wes was the, when I was um, a pro. Yeah, he was there. And, yeah,
0: there's so many. So Colin Lee, Roy McFarlane, Leroy, which we'll come on to in a minute. Yeah. John Cornforth for a bit Ian Atkins then it gets a bit sketchy doesn't it you've got Lubos Kubik Colin Lee yeah. Keith Curl and then Bucks of course um, you know yeah. with, with the first season in the conference Did, let's talk about the highs to begin with you were part of that team that got promoted at South End in 2004 um, what What are your memories of that game I mean I, I was up there the atmosphere was incredible that day wasn't oh, it oh my
1: god I, do you know what I watched um a video of it yesterday and I couldn't believe apparently there were one thousand eight hundred traveling fans. Yeah. And literally I just remember them all in the away end. And it was like a carnival atmosphere, but South End put on a good little um show really.
0: They did um, yeah, they had the cheeky girls out there, didn't they? Which yeah. our, our photographer spent more time photographing them than he did photographing the match.
1: Yeah, and just just through the game, just the team we just had an aura. We knew we we knew we were gonna do it. Um. Obviously, we were relying on um though I believe. Yeah. Um. But we we just knew we had the confidence, and we just we just knew if anything happened, we could we could step up to the plate, and you know that's history. Really, that what we did, and it just it was just incredible. It
0: was, it was an incredible day. It was an amazing atmosphere after the game as well, wasn't it? Because it all spilled oh. out onto the pitch. Hilly was left there standing, basically just in his socks, wasn't he? He gave all his kit away to the fans. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, and just the reaction
1: when we come back to Torquay, the the bus ride, oh, it stick it would stick my mind forever. It was incredible,
0: absolute highs. I mean, you played in a midfield then with Alex Russell, with Jason Fowler, um, players like that. Now, I mean, we've said this on the podcast before. I, I don't think um, you get the credit for your part in that midfield. Everybody quite rightly says, you know, what quality players. Russell and Fowler were but you know, you, yeah. your, your contribution was massive to that midfield what, what were they like to play with those guys
1: oh, they were just, I, I knew my limitations I knew my role and my role was to get the ball back as quickly as I could and just give it to these players but the quality was I could once I've done my job and give, give these uh, boys the, the ball I, I knew it, I, wasn't, I could have a breather and then go again because they were going to keep the ball yeah um, and I, I like being the unsung hero, like when you talk to um fans and that oh, yeah, I used to go up and watch talk united oh I don't really remember you that, thats right
0: really? you know, well,
1: yeah I, I knew my part i'm I wasn't seeking for glory, I was just seeking to do my job to the best of my ability
0: that's a uh, and that's the kind of attitude that that gets team's promotion isn't it you've got the the, the shop window players then let's say like Alex and Jason but you know you've got the engine room players like yourself and Stevie Woods and players like that in the team that um that lift it
1: yeah for me when somebody asked me who's the best player that you played with I, I, I could easily say Alex Russell David Graham and all that but I for me the Kevin Hills of this world the meds mm-hmm. you know what the, a team needs that. They're training
0: day in, day out and they're fit for selection day week in, week out. And for me, I think that is what helps the team um, for the longevity of the season, really. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the the players in that team, you talk about David Graham as well. There they they were players that teams all over the league coveted them, weren't they? The team that, that Roy, and, Roy McFarlane and Leroy put together. It was, it was some team. Oh, yeah, it was it, it was a good team, but the, the base of it,
1: everyday training used to be a good, fun atmosphere. Everybody was ready to work hard, and um, yeah, it, it was a real good atmosphere. And like like we said, I don't think we started off particularly well that season, but once we got going, we knew as soon as we went over that white line, if we went 1 0 down, 2 0 down, we had the confidence to get it
0: back how much was it to, was that put into you by Leroy because I mean obviously we dealt with Leroy from a press point of view what was he like to to play for you know he he obviously inspired some great performances
1: yeah I, th- I think he, I think um i've I've seen a couple of interviews uh, with him recently and he he just said he was honest and open and and that's all I can say really um he told you what he expected um and the way he come across with the way we have respect for him. So when, when you have
0: respect for your manager and you still step over the white line, yeah. you really want to do well for them. And
1: I think I think that showed in our performances, really.
0: Now, mo- moving on, the, the next couple of seasons, I mean, we, we had a, a decent start the first season uh, in the higher league. But I think, you know, things didn't really work out. The following season was chaos, wasn't it? The, you know, we, we have this thing on the podcast where we very rarely mention the name of the person who um, who bought the club at that particular time, but um, it must have been chaos as a player, Matt. Yeah, you just didn't know whether you was coming or going, and and
1: for for the ones that had been there a while, and was getting all these players in loanies and all this kind of stuff, it was just so frustrating, and. You, when we went
0: down we it just like you looked around
1: and you'd think no none of these none of these boys are really going to be here when no. when
0: uh, the season ends it was it's just a real shame really it's a shame that that, that everything i mean obviously jason's injury it cut his career short alex moved on and, and you know everybody kind of moved on um i i always felt a little bit sorry for lubos Kubik, who found himself right in the middle of um, of everything i thought he was quite a a wholehearted guy who probably didn't deserve it. What what was he like to work with?
1: He was a really he was a really nice guy. He and his assistant. I think he was
0: like a, the goalie coach. Um, yeah. He, he was, I, I did, I felt sorry for him to be honest. Um, his training
1: was really good. Um, he he could put his point across. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it's just one of them. You just come at the wrong time to be honest, and obviously he was in the firing line and
0: yeah yeah so uh, after that season of chaos when when Bucks came in I've got a memory yeah. of right I think we wrote a story for the Herald that you were at one point you were the only player that he had signed on because I've I've got a vague memory of a picture of you on an exercise bike somewhere at, at Plainmore or something and you were the only player signed on you you I mean you you were the guy that he almost built everything else around, wasn't it? You know, in a way. <laughs> yeah, I didn't play too many games on the back because obviously it was a re- rebuild in um,
1: um scenario. But again, I think there was me and Hilly at the time, and he, he, I think you need them players uh, for a manager a bit of stability. Um, we weren't players that were knocking down the door and that kind of stuff. So I think he, I think he appreciated. Our role within, you know, where they went on to, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was it was good under him. Um, obviously, it ended under him, but that that's history. Um, but I really enjoyed my time. I just literally enjoyed it from day to day, really.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and that. Uh, do, do you feel like sort of being a local lad and playing for your local team? You know, did you feel that the the local fans, you know, really bought into that and really got behind you?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I do, do in a in a sense. Um, the ones that really knew football, um, I think they knew the value of what I was bringing um, week in, week out. Obviously, um, you know, you have your off days. But yeah, well, if you're for me, if you're fit for selection every week and you're willing to put your neck back on the line, I, I think that, that that breathes well for a team really, and a a person. So
0: after after talking United, Matt, you you played some games uh, down at Truro. Yeah. And you, how long did you carry on playing in local leagues and what have you? Obviously, you're still uh, playing at seven sides, but um, yeah. Yeah, how, how long did you carry on?
1: Um, so I went to Truro for a bit and under um McCarthy, that used to be at um Plymouth. Yeah. Um, and then my my dad passed away when I was there, and. Literally, my hunger went then.
0: Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it did, really. And I didn't really want to be travelling
1: around. I just wanted to just play football locally and um, get a good career out of football, really. Um, so I, I went down to Biddeford, and I love Biddeford, um, with Sean Joyce. He, yeah. He put my love back into football, and I, re- I really en- enjoyed it again. And then, um, yeah, and then I... Then I struggled a bit um, in terms of the travelling. So in the end, um, yeah, I just put work first rather than um, football
0: first. And you're still based locally. You're still in. in yeah, the I live Saturday? in Stoke Gabriel now. Yeah, very nice too. Uh, do, you, do you still follow Torquay? Do you ever go up there, or do you follow the results from afar? No, because I work Saturdays. I, I, I don't um,
1: don't go up to the game. I don't. I haven't been back. Um, I'd love to go back. Um, I did shed a tear. Um, Final game of last, our last season. Oh, yeah. Um, I just really felt <laughs> felt for everybody to be honest. I, was, I think
0: I was eating roast dinner with the kids and the wife, and literally she looked at me and I was in tears. It was, I couldn't uh, believe it. I was, I was saying to Dave Thomas the other in fact, we looked at each other the other day and, and said, Are you over it yet? Nope, still not over no. it yet. I don't think we ever will be. It'll be just one of no, those things that just one of them
1: days, literally, oh, yeah.
0: That sticks As, Talking of Dave We always used to call, The centre circle At Playmore We always used to Call Hockley's office Because you know you you <laughs> yeah. always Got your business Done in there And there was I, I remember one day When uh, Jamie Mackey Was playing for Plymouth Yeah and I think he was You know he, he was quite a fancy Player wasn't he But you absolutely Dominated him One day playing for Plymouth It was Those were the kind of Games that you thrived in Weren't they Yeah I think
1: I think I'd got I think I was playing Up leading
0: um, I think it, it might have been for Exeter yeah. and um, we had them um,
1: Boxing Day away at theirs and then obviously there was New Year's Day at ours and I got drafted back in on New Year's Day and I think my first tackle I think I left six third marks in his chest <laughs> which I'm happy about
0: <laughs> yeah. Brilliant But you, you never kind of shied away from that physical side of the game did you? That that was part of the engine room and that, that was part of your game wasn't it?
1: I think that was just part of my upbringing I'd, I I'm a really bad loser, and um, yeah, I'm really determined. And and that was that was my role. Like I, I wasn't this player that was gonna spread balls all around the park. I, I literally, I knew my role and I tried to do that to the best of my ability, day to day and match to match. Really,
0: Matt, I think you're being a bit over modest there, mate. I think you were a bit more than capable of uh, pinging the ball around. But I know what you mean. It was you know, it was it was that work rate. And it was that work ethic that um, that kind of drove that team, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah. Good stuff, Matt. It's been lovely to chat to you. Thanks for finding a bit of time for us today. Um, be oh, lovely, lovely to see Thank you back you. up at Playmore sometime if you get a Saturday yeah, off day, sometime. One day I'll do the 50-50 draw. <laughs> yeah, come on and do that. Would be fun. <laughs> come on and do that, mate. You'd always be welcome at Playmore. and, and oh, I love it. Thank o- you. always welcome on the podcast. Thank you, Matt. Cheers. Take care. Cheers, mate. All the best. Bye, bye. Lovely to chat to Matt Hockley there, um, just caught him, um, what a player, absolutely what a player and very interesting to hear him say there that he, uh, he enjoyed the role of being the unsung hero. Thank you very much Matt and thanks to everybody for listening into the podcast. What an absolute joy to chat to Matt there, thank you very much for listening, thanks for your time. We'll be back next week when normal service will be resumed, I think, as normal as this podcast ever gets. Thanks again for your time and as ever, just me this week, come on you yellows.